He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. All right, welcome in everybody to Hawks View once again this week. We are reviewing the Iowa Northwestern game, Northwestern 21, Iowa 20, in a disappointing second half nonetheless for our Hawks this week, starting out 0-2. For the first time in 20 years, it's a weird feeling for us, Lance. It really is. Yeah, I mean... It's kind of skewed because obviously we didn't get those non-conference games, which I would like to assume that we would have won. But I guess after watching the first two weeks, I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, first time in 0-2 since Kirk Ferentz's first year, or second year maybe. But anyway, it's been it's been a while since we've been 0-2. It's a weird feeling. Definitely. It's something, man, you know, you'd like to get those that extra experience under the belt of certainly Spencer Pet- Petras, excuse me, about slipped up again. But nonetheless, like we said, the scrimmages, all that, Time will tell, obviously, moving on in our Big Ten Conference slate this year. But, yeah, another another disappointing second half for us, a half where we didn't score any points at all this week, and we scored three points total this year in the second half, which leads me – I'm a bit concerned. I mean, normally we touch things up at halftime. It's something we're used to seeing. We didn't see it this week again. Yeah, I mean, our play calling is just – it's just awful. Like, I mean, it's just predictable. There's no imagination. There's nothing really going on. Nobody can get open. So, I mean, I don't know what's going on at halftime. I guess in this game, our offense wasn't great in the first half anyway, but it was definitely better. So, I don't know what happened at halftime. I don't know what happened at halftime of the Purdue game either, but, I mean, something's got to change. We need to come out of half just like a team with a pulse. Definitely. And, I mean, at what point – I mean, do we need to ask, like, questions about Brian? I mean, we talk, yeah. We, yeah, like, we need to, like, bring this into light a lot more, I feel like. We talk about on the road a lot the past few years. We haven't scored a touchdown or whatever it was. I forget the, the exact we went, stat. like, 20 games or 15 games against ranked teams on the road without scoring a touchdown. Or yeah. Brian Ferentz didn't score a road touchdown for, like, three years. Which is abysmal. I mean, abysmal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're just, just not, you're never going to win games. You're just not going to. No. doesn't make any sense. I mean, in terms of the passing to rushing attempts this week, too, hopping into that a little bit, just abandoning the run, time of possession, losing by six minutes as well, something that's also we're not accustomed to whatsoever. I mean, throwing the ball 50 times is quite, quite a bit. And for most of you in the Hawkeye media, I'm sure you saw a little bit of Kirk's transcripts a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and read through that for the people that didn't exactly know from the post-game interview. So a reporter brought up, you know, the 51 passing attempts, 23 rushing attempts in the game, only ran the ball 11 times in the second half, which is very, very few, very, very few. In a game that Lee had 17 nothing, obviously, is that the balance you think was a little bit off today? And obviously Kirk said, I think if you look historically, if you look at some of these numbers, it means the outcome wasn't good. Yeah, we didn't run the ball effectively. Certainly, we had a couple good runs hit on them, but consistency wasn't consistency wasn't there. Well, I also think that it just it wasn't there because we weren't running. So. I, I hadn't heard these these quotes, but that I mean that's that's just not true. Like yeah, so I have a little bit more here. Something we're gonna have to have addressed because we don't want to play that way. I'll go on record saying we don't want to play that way. Looking for a lot more balance than that. I feel like there's the, like 
obviously I didn't necessarily watch the video. I'm reading transcripts, but I'm feeling the disconnect just reading words. I can't even see his body language at all, but I feel like there's a disconnect between the play calling and what Kirk's really trying to do here and what we're accustomed to seeing. Well, we just have, we don't have, we have no offensive identity. Like we, we don't know what we're doing on offense. And to say that we didn't run the ball effectively, like it wasn't great, but it was fine. Like, yeah. We're up 17 to 0. Like, I believe it's something around three and a half yards per carry. Yeah, 3.3, I think, actually. But anyway, like, yeah, that's not great, but like, go to it. They keep running the ball. Passing the ball 50 times a game was not working. We were not moving the ball at all on offense, throwing it every down. Like, it wasn't working. So to say the consistency wasn't there, it didn't really get a chance to be there because we ran the ball 11 times in the second half. Yeah, yeah, certainly very crazy. I don't know. I think it's also something in terms of, like, I mean, we only scored on short fields. Like, would we have had any points if we didn't get turnovers from our defense? I mean, probably not. I mean, so the the two drives in the first half that we we had scored on was a first and goal at the 7 after a muffed punt, and then we had first and 10 at the Northwestern 45. So those were the two times we started in their territory. Yeah. And we scored on both of those, and then obviously we had a field goal drive there towards the end. Crazy, crazy. Only scoring on short, short fields is kind of just insane in terms of the weapons we have this year. It's just it feels crazy to think that we can't put points on the board. I can't figure out why every play is absolutely bagged, whether it's the play calling, whether it's the scheming, or whether our weapons just aren't as good as we thought they were. But something's got to change because every single play it's just is locked bagged. Up. It's bagged. Like, there's nowhere to go with it. Our offensive line isn't good enough to hold off. I mean, I thought they played fine yesterday, but they're not – they're not, they don't, you don't, Petr, Petrus isn't going to have all day, all year. Like, yeah, the, he's going to have to get out of the pocket at some point in these coverage type, like sacks or breakdown plays to where he has to get out and move a little bit more. I think it's just something, I mean, yeah. I just can't believe that Kirk, well, like that's just sticking with me. Like what, what do you mean the consistency was there? Like we didn't run the ball at all in the second half. We completely abandoned the run game in a one point game against a team that we should be able to manhandle on the, in the trenches, specifically yeah. on the offense. Losing time the of possession by six minutes is blasphemy. Well, every play was a three and out. We had third and 14 on six straight drives, it felt like. like it, we just weren't moving the ball at all. And to say that we didn't run the ball consistently, well, because it, we, we didn't try to run the ball consistently. We didn't do anything. We just threw. We just dropped back Peaches 50 times and tried to sling it all over the field. Crazy. In terms of the time of possession, too, Northwestern really settled in, especially in the second half, getting a few of those picks like we talked about. I believe in the second quarter as well, just bouncing back after those few early mistakes. They had a 16-play, 75-yard touchdown drive that lasted 6 minutes and 23 seconds in the second quarter, just pounding the rock. Listen, I know that we held Northwestern to 2.4 yards per carry, whatever that may be, but they ran the ball like 60 times. I mean, they're just beating it down our throat. Yeah, and look at what happened. Wearing it worked, us down. and it worked. So why didn't we try to do the same thing back to them? Like they just controlled the entire game based on their ability to run the ball for two point six yards a carry, and that's what won them the game is because they just they stuck to it. They ran the ball sixty times, and then they got a third. They would get a third down, and they grind it out and grind the clock and eat the clock. I believe they the only threw the ball there. around twelve times. I think it was twelve to fourteen or something like that. I think the eleven was a little bit skewed that I saw, but yeah, I mean they they didn't throw the ball at all. They didn't really need to because they just our defense just got tired and it just kept going it just kept 
Try to do too. They were, first down. they were finding different ways to get it to their ball carriers too. I know that they had that little jet sweep to McGowan that we had talked about in the preview as well a little bit for a touchdown early in the early in the game, and then also just doing some more of that obviously in the open field, getting it to Bowser. Bowser runs hard, man. Yeah, I mean he's. I mean they're they're both like credit to their run game because like we knew coming in that Bowser was like a workhorse. Like he was getting, he can carry the ball a lot, but just to do what they did to our defense, man. Like, I know the defense played fine. Like, they got a few turnovers. They kept us in the game, but we just – they just you'd think, kept running it, kept chewing the clock. You would think this offense the has enough weapons to score more points than, like, the other team when our defense plays, like, average like this. Like, and pretty it keeps good. us in the game. Like, keeps us in the game, and you would think that we would be able – especially with turnovers, getting the few short fields that we got – you would think you would really think that we could, and again, we're doing, we're not playing clean. Obviously, the three picks by Petrus, Petrus, excuse me, and it's a home opener. Kinnick, obviously, we'll get into him now. I suppose three picks in the Kinnick debut. I mean, high and hard ball, high and hard balls, hot and hard. However you like to say it, we've seen it with a few quarterbacks as you know we grew up a little bit. Christensen, that, that guy comes to mind. Yeah, I mean. Some of these balls, like, yeah, they're hitting hands, but, man, they're rockets. Yeah, and you can't really put all the blame on Petrus because there were some, like, Laporta had one that he definitely should have caught. But, I mean, it's just tough when it's coming at you a million miles an hour. Like, lay off it. Like, put some touch on it. We just need six yards. Like, you don't have to – it doesn't have to get there right away. Like, yeah, you got to read the situation. I, like I don't think Petrus played well at all. but And, you, and you, to be honest, your playmakers are going to make plays once they have the ball, too. Like, just because – you know what I mean? You just have to get it to their hands. They'll they'll do some of the work as well. Like, you don't have to have it in the money spot every time either. Well, look at that Brandon Smith play. Like, look at that first touchdown. Like, all he had to do was just throw it up and let the playmaker go make a play. It's like, it, that play is not guardable. You cannot guard that play with Brandon Smith because he's just so athletic. He can catch everything. But we just don't look to it. Like, I don't know what it is, but we're not willing to to stretch the ball or to do anything outside of, and maybe it's because Peters can't, I guess maybe it's because Peters can't. I mean, that's definitely, I feel like it's a possibility after what I saw today or yesterday, but I don't know, man, like ugh. it's tough to watch, tough to watch. Cause it, like you said, it's just the, the faceless identity that we have right now in terms of our offense is just like something we're just not used to seeing whatsoever at all. Yeah. To run the ball, what did you say, 11 times in the second half? 11 times for 35 yards in the second half. Or even just to run the ball. Like with a lead. Like with a lead, too. Yeah, I mean, even throwing the ball 50 times in a game we were up 17-0 in in the first quarter is absolutely absurd. Like, also, that, that that's crazy. That can't happen. Also, share the last time we, we throw for that many passes, attempts, that is, was 2014 Jake Rudock against Maryland. Exactly. Like, I mean, where was where is our offensive identity? Like, these plays aren't going to be there. Like we talked about it in the preview, establish a run early and often, and then look to stretch. Like, and then and then look to stretch. And I, but I don't know that we can stretch it because nobody gets open. Like, there's no everything is just bagged. Every single play, every single dropback was in a box. There was nobody open ever the entire game. It was disheartening. (sighs) Disheartening. So we'll get into Goodson and Sargent too. I mean, man, these guys run hard. They really do. They really, really do. They that's might be the craziest part about it, throwing the ball fifty times, is they might be our best two players. Tyler Goodson is 
a top three player on this offense, and Makai Sargent has not been far behind this year. No, besides not the at fumbles, all. put those away. They're not going to happen again. Well, not I mean, all. they will probably, but I mean, then they cleared those it are, up. Those are weird. Those are especially good since it was like a weird, fluky play. Like, give them the ball. Like, you don't have to drop back and pass it. Like, you can just hand it to them and then let them make the play. Like, I'm just so curious to this this disconnect that we're, like, sensing and feeling between, like, the play calling and, like, obviously the identity that, like, Kirk wants to have. Like, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure. It just feels very, very odd. Like, I'm not used to having, like, problems in, like, the, the coaching staff, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a weird year. I mean, we talked about it. I mean, I'm not really sure how much of a difference that we'll see, like, moving forward in terms of the rest of the year, like, how much Doyle's impacted being gone. I mean, who knows? I mean, I get it. He's a bad dude, but. But we look soft. I mean, we look soft. And that's, we just don't look like Iowa. Like, what are, like, turning the ball three, turning the ball over five times in the first two games against Purdue and Northwestern. You can't have that. Not throwing the ball 50 times. Like, what are we doing? What are what what is going on? It like just, what are we doing? Just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Anyway, we can move into the defense of the ball. I mean, defensive side of the ball that is. And I mean, they're trying. That's all. That's all I can ask for. They're trying. There's just not a lot of talent on this defense. I mean, obviously, Davian Nixon. I I want to get into him a lot, but yeah, I mean, eleven tackles for Davion Nixon. You can see why Alabama was came knocking on him because that dude's a freaking nature. That's an athlete. That's I mean, yeah. he is. Very, very special on that defensive line. But other than that, I mean, everybody else, like, we just don't have a lot of talent on this defense. Yeah. Like, we just, we're just missing four NFL caliber players. And I, mean, I think that's just what it is. I mean, like we said, we got the ran, we got the ball ran on us 50 times. I mean, at some point, 60. that's 60. Yeah. 50 to 60 times. Yeah. I guess now that you have that pulled up, yeah, 60 times. That's a lot, no matter who you are. I mean, it just is. You're going to get tired. You're just going to. And when you're on the field that long. I mean, you're on the field for over half the game. Yeah, and, and they played well. I mean, they forced two turnovers, and then obviously they, they gave they us the short fields us, that we were. They gifted us one on special teams. But, I mean, they forced two turnovers. Can't ask for much more than that. They held in the 2.4 yards of carry. Like, they, I guess Northwestern was pretty good on third down. But other than that, like, I, the for, defense played 10 fine. for 17, something, yeah, like, something that. like that. No, that's relatively good. And again, that leads to some of the stuff that Iowa needs to look to do again. The short third downs, converting on third downs, staying on the field. It's all gonna lead to good things. All gonna lead to good things. That's another thing about running the ball is like if we like got some first downs, maybe our defense would be so tired because they wouldn't be out there all the time. Exactly. Maybe give them a breather, maybe run the ball a little bit, get some yards, get maybe get a first down. I don't know. Like we said, I mean they were on the field for more than half the game. Yeah. And that and that just shouldn't be the way, especially with Iowa. And I know We've had some injuries um, with Campbell and Schulte in the middle, and I think that that definitely plays into effect of our run defense, especially. But like we gotta we gotta shape something up. I mean, I guess it just feels weird that they only had two point four yards to carry because that just doesn't seem right to me. It doesn't like, feel at all doesn't like feel right. It seems like, like when we were coming out of the game before we saw the box score, like we thought they ran for like four yards to carry. Or I would have assumed so. Yeah, it seemed like we were just kind of getting gashed up. It seemed like when they wanted to run it. They were going to run it, and they were going to get four yards. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. And we were we were kind of shocked to see that two point four, but yeah, that just leads to us being tired, and that's why it just kind of felt that way to everybody. But yeah, I mean, credit to Northwestern hopping into that a little bit, and then we'll hop into 
you know, a few of the performances that we like to see and uh, obviously the other sad news that we were brought to this Sunday morning. But, I mean, they just ran the ball. Ramsey runs well. I mean, he's calm, collected. I mean, you can obviously see the experience. I mean, he does look very good. And like we said, the time of possession was just huge for them. And you can tell, even when we were talking about it too, we hopped out to that big lead and we were like, Northwestern's plus seven and a half. Like, yeah. they're obviously not going to be out. Like, they're not going to – they're going to score the ball. Like, they hadn't even hardly touched the ball yet. And – Yeah, they weren't going to fumble. I mean, they weren't going to gift us short fields all day. That's yeah. for sure. Like, And we knew that. We knew that. And obviously, Pat Fitzgerald's well-coached team, we talked about it. Kirk knows that. I mean, was talking about that in his postgame presser as well. I mean, he knew what kind of team was going to come in. They knew. They knew what they were going to get. I mean, it's just the same Northwestern team every year, and it, it's just a question of whether we make the plays that we can win the game. And I thought those plays at the beginning were like plays that like, okay, so we're going to make the big plays. We're going to win this game. We're just going to grind out a win and get out of here. And then we throw three picks in the second half. So, so we've now not beaten Northwestern and Kinnick in three of the last four. Uh since 2014 14 14 so that's disgusting that hurts that's disgusting i I forget which year it was that they came in and just i I think it was the might have been the 18 year that was like a huge game in kinnick like that they came in and just for the big 10 west that is yeah no they won they they clinched the big 10 west at kinnick yeah in 18 yeah that was crazy and then they went on to Losing Northwestern by, or excuse me, Ohio State by like a million in the Big Ten Championship. Well, yeah, but, but nonetheless, I mean, I feel like even then, like that that game was very similar to this game. Like they made a few plays on defense. It was very slow moving. Our offense couldn't get anything going, and then they just made the bigger play. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So I don't know. Other than that, on this Northwestern team, I mean, we got what we expected out of them. Don't have a lot else to say other than that. But I'd like to get into a few performances from this game that kind of just stick out. Our punter, Tory Taylor. Tory Taylor. Taylor, I think. He's this guy's money. a stud. Yeah, this guy's funny. a stud. I like him. I like him a lot. I mean, it'd be sweet, too. It, I mean, pinning them deep is obviously another big thing in terms of getting our defensive off the field. I mean, having those long fields, I mean, you know makes what I mean? It t- makes a tough run on offense, for sure. A lot yeah. more room to make mistakes. I think that helps a lot, especially our game, you know, I – I know Iowa fans kind of joke like punting is winning, but when you have an offense that looks like ours has, every yard makes a difference. So. It definitely does. And when you can pin them deep like that and have them punting from their, their end zone, I mean, it makes a big deal when we're starting at our own 45 to 50, their 45, I mean, depending on a return. Yeah. It's huge. Makes a huge difference. I mean, and that, I mean, exactly. We were getting those types of short fields when we got the ball turned over, but we could do that if we just put them in a bad position with you know yeah. them deep but i think tory taylor played exceptionally well has been all year sam laporta keeps showing yeah, he's just, sam laporta is special man that dude is he's going to be very very good over the next few years i can't wait to watch continue to watch him play because that dude is something yeah definitely and i mean Javion nixon i mean great game i mean he, great game. he was all over the place i like what i saw to him obviously and Again, see where uh, Alabama was going for that one because that dude is a stud in the middle. Absolute stud as well. Any other ones that stick out to you other than those three? Kerner with a nice pick. Yeah. Should have probably got us back in that game, but it didn't. I like how Dane Belton plays. Yeah. I like how Dane Belton plays. I'm excited to get our few guys back that we were talking about missing, obviously. 
little bit. We got Amir back in the game. You know, he had seven catches, I believe, today for 84 or something like that. And it was good to see. It was refreshing. Get it back in his hands. See it swinging it out in the rushing game as well a little bit, which is nice to see. But, I mean, Amir. Yeah, what are we doing, man? Like, you can't. Like, so for those who don't know, Amir Smith-Marset was driving through the streets of Iowa City, 74 miles an hour in a 30-mile-per-hour zone while intoxicated. And, uh, yeah, you can't have it. You can't be driving 74 in a 30 anywhere, let alone intoxicated. And he admitted he's going to be suspended. Sometimes with seniors, they ask him to leave. I don't see that happening just in terms of everything that's going on. And... I mean, uh, I mean, I think I'm just going to go with that. I think it's a good thing that nobody got hurt because that's actually, I mean, that's a pretty serious driving 70 miles an hour, especially where it was. Yeah. Like, for in those, relation, it's that's, that's a no, no for no, for those who know the, the hill on Myrtle, if you will. Yeah. That's, you can't be driving 70 over that. That's, that's and granted, yeah, two times illegal. We, we were all frustrated. We certainly were drinking our. Yeah, I was or, uh, looking for. I put that in my blog. I was uh, I was searching for answers at the bottom of a bud, or a bush light can and didn't find any. But I mean, yeah, you could certainly see it in the boys at the the bar at the end of the night. We were just exhausted. Ex- uh, I was looking for another word there. I can but only imagine what, how he's exasperated, felt, especially after that word? just yeah, exasperated. exasperated. I don't know if that's where you're looking for, but it definitely is a word. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's I mean it's got to suck coming back for your senior year, go through all this shit. And then just lay an egg against Northwestern and Purdue, and I mean that definitely hurts. Like it's definitely not a, uh, definitely not something you like. But you can't. I mean you can't. You can't do that. Like I don't know what you wanted me to say. Like that you just can't have that. Yeah. So what I would like to talk about a little bit too is you wrote it at the end of your blog a little bit what we have for the rest of the year in terms of like schedule and whatnot. Pulling it up right here, just to talk about it here a little bit more here at the end so we have michigan state at home i mean they just beat michigan that's not a it's not a free win anymore we look like trash if our offense continues to look like how it did we're not going to beat them yeah and like you said minnesota the defense is bad but our offense might be worse <laughs> so yep. i mean i know that minnesota team is only two but <sighs> And then Penn State's obviously going to bounce back. Listen, they lost to two ranked teams. Indiana's good, like we had talked about in the Big Ten preview. They're going to be good this year. Ohio State obviously showed what they're capable of. Nebraska was able to move it against Ohio State, like you had said, a little bit as well. We'll find more about that's it a, once they get back. Dangerous, that's a dangerous Nebraska team. I don't like the dual threat quarterback. Like I don't, I don't see many wins in this schedule that you're listening <laughs> off. Right? I don't, I don't, I don't hear many games like, oh yeah, that's a win. Like we got that one. It's like. Uh, yikes. Yeah. Illinois, I got, I hope we'd win that one. <laughs> we better not of, lose to Illinois, man. For the love of Christ. But yeah, I like your quote here with Wisconsin, which really made me laugh today. And hopefully they cancel because we have about 3% chance of winning that one in December. Yeah, especially if Mertz is back and looks how he does. Like, we're not going to beat that Wisconsin team this year. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry, guys. It's just not going to happen. No, so in just terms of the year, you know, as you as you said in the blog a little bit, what I, what I like to say, obviously a lot of the points that we're hitting on here today, it's a rebuilding year. Yeah. Expand on it. it. It's just a listen. And you hate to even say that because of all these weapons that we're talking about, but like, okay, are they that good or, you know? Well, they're not getting open. And I don't know why they're not getting open. And I'm going to 
that's gonna be my my task this week is I'm gonna figure out why they're not getting open and then I'm gonna we're gonna capitalize on that. But anyway, we're gonna sit and watch the tape this week. Yeah, I mean, as it, many of our as many of the offense should. Yeah, I mean, uh, I hope they are because they got to figure something out because this was uh, pitiful another offensive pitiful performance on offense. So I mean, just is it scary? Is it scary looking down the barrel that like once Kirk leaves, it's like Brian? Is that like I I don't <laughs> I don't see how it is anymore like i don't i don't see how brian gets the head coaching job after kirk's gone like i i don't think it's gonna happen i think we've i think we're moving on from the ferrets after this yeah and like i don't know ethan was bringing up one of our roommates was bringing up bob stoops no i don't want him yeah i want give me like a guy from like memphis or something like uh who's like a good aac coach or maybe even lower level than that like a sunbelt coach like the coach of coastal carolina like bring him out Sure. Why not? Like these guys can recruit. These guys have fun offenses to watch. They have competent offenses. They can move the ball. They're good recruiters. They're young. I like where they're at. Like, But don't. I'd not write it. I'm obviously not like fire Kirk. Like I, it's just a rebuild year. It really is. Like Our offense and defensive line both lost first round draft picks. We have a new quarterback coming in. You really hope that these weapons would be able to bail them out. Doesn't look like they can. Moving on. Yeah. And Again, that's just what it is. How long till basketball season? Yeah, not long enough. How long? Twenty enough? less than less than thirty days. I know that we're about twenty four days away. I think they better figure out how to play basketball season because Jesus Christ, if that gets canceled, I'm going to be in a very dark place. We're going to need it. We're going to need it. So that being said, guys, as we touched on a little bit, MelrosSportsIC.com. We have all of our blogs. Lance has been writing frequently. I'm looking to. I've got a few. NFL articles that I've been looking to get out. A few of the topics weren't playing this week That in terms of the Arizona Cardinals. So I was looking to get that later out this week. Got some more time during the week, obviously. The weekends are pretty busy for us as well. I know you just got to find time, but nonetheless, we're very excited about, about where the, the website's going. And with that being said, got anything else, Lance? We suck. Let's move on. Yeah, this was kind of a tough season. one for us to get up to today yeah, for like, the people that are listening it was a it was a tough sunday like it was honestly one of those things like we were up and at them at a decent time today and we like we felt good enough to like try to record this but like it just sucks it just, man. It's it just, just sucks. It sucks reliving it like over and over and over and over again like one time is enough like i don't like i don't want to keep reliving like this absolute misery i felt in the second half where we just couldn't get a first down like i don't want to keep reliving that yeah but yeah gotta do what you gotta do nonetheless so be sure to follow the new Twitters as well. We've been getting a lot of new interaction on there as well. The Twitter videos have seen to be getting a lot of good feedback as well. Lance has been doing a great job with those. I'm getting there, learning how to figure out the <laughs> editing software. I know you're pretty familiar with it from, from yeah, been, years past. So with that being said, keep supporting us on the Twitters as well as giving us reviews on Apple and Spotify. We really appreciate that. It helps us grow. We're watching the numbers, you know, steadily, slow and steady. Yeah, hopefully try to build a build an army, if you will. From uh, you, we're not going to build scratch. an army off a zero and eight season. I'm going to tell you that right now. So. That's that's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. Go box. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys. And in terms of the rest of the week, I posted it on the Melrose Media Twitter. I'll post it on the the separate Twitters as well. The schedule for each of them. But we've got Hawksview on Monday, which is we're, we're kind of settling into a little bit of a different schedule now as well. Now that we've got Iowa football. So we've got Hawksview on Monday reviewing 
the Iowa games every week. Then on Tuesday, we'll have the weekend recap and the NFL slate. We usually like to wait till the Monday night game's over. Usually try to get that up on Tuesday. And then, obviously, Thursday, we try to get up the Iowa preview for the week. And then Friday is Triangle Sharps. And from time to time, you'll see an episode on Wednesday, depending on you know what type of week it's going to be on the mix as well. So be on the lookout for that. That's kind of going to be our tentative schedule, Lance. I think you like that as well. Yeah. It's pretty standard. Yeah, get this. Lisa and I am done with Iowa football on Sunday night. So yeah, and in terms in terms game. of the bigger games and whatnot, in terms of like Thursday night football, we'll probably do those little short Twitter videos that you guys are seeing as well, pretty frequently. I would say. Yeah, I like those. Those have been sure. quick and easy for us to do as well, and you guys seem to really enjoy them. And we'll be sure to keep getting our picks out there. We had, I had a brutal weekend, but that's not the point. Yeah, I mean. It is what it is. Well, that being said, guys, I won't stretch this out any longer. It was a tough week for the Hawks. We'll look to bounce back against Michigan State at home this week, look a little bit better in front of our fans. It sure was refreshing, one last thing, to see the tailgaters outside. Yeah, it was definitely nice to wake up on uh, Saturday, and at least there was there was palpable buzz around the uh, the stadium. So that's that's good to see that's back, but hopefully, hopefully it sticks around. Hopefully they don't all just quit. So Yep. All right, guys, well, we'll see you on Tuesday on – the mix for the NFL recap. And with that being said, see you next time. He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. The kick is on the way. It's gone. It's gone. Iowa wins 14-13.